Salutations, listeners. You're in for another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. We aim to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and majesty of jazz music. And in this episode, I am just going to be spinning some of my favorite records all throughout the entirety history of jazz. And uh, most of it's going to be a little bit more modern. So we got some some really great ones for you, some beautiful melodies. And uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, we're just going to spin some favorite records. So let's get to the music.
yeah. Tom Harrell with Rapture off of his 1988 album, Stories. The wonderful, wonderful flugelhorn trumpet player Tom Harrell. And not only that, he wrote that song. So Tom Harrell is one of my absolute favorite composers in more modern jazz because he is just, he's a gem. And, and everything he writes has got just a, a beautiful, melodious hook to it. So you got to love Tom Harrell. But that was him on the flugelhorn, the incomparable Bob Berg on the tenor saxophone, Niels Landucci on the piano, Ray Drummond on the bass, and he is by far one of the best bass players out there and very unsung, in my opinion. But Billy Hart was on the drums, and he was just slinging it and just killing on that track. God, great solos by Bob Berg and Billy Hart. And, of course, Tom Harrell, whose tune it was. Once again, that was Rapture off of Tom Harrell's Stories album. 1988 on the Contemporary label. Well, up next, we've got uh, a much more modern guy, um, Eric Rasmussen, from his album School of Tristano, in which he and Matt Wilson and a bunch of others, and I'll get to that information later, are playing a bunch of the... um, Tristano School's compositions, whether that's Warren Marsh, Lenny Tristano himself, Billy Bauer, uh, Lee Konitz, and this is a Lee Konitz tune called Carrie's Trance, and I just love their arrangement of it, so I feel that this should be heard, and I just fell in love with it, and it's just, it's great. Here you go, Carrie's Trance by Eric Rasmussen.
Rasmussen from his album The School of Tristano with Lee Konitz's composition Carrie's Trance and I just love the laid back groove of that this album was released in 2007 but it says here that it was recorded in September of 2006 so as hip as that is it's over 10 years old from the time it was recorded that's foresight I think that's a really cool arrangement. And let's talk about the players who are on there. Eric Rasmussen on the alto saxophone, Nate Radley on the guitar, Dave Ambrosio on the bass, and Matt Wilson on the drums on the Steeplechase label. Great, great stuff. Love it, love it, love it. All right. Well, up next, a complete change of pace but still a great song and an unsung, unsung saxophone hero as well. This is Jan Garbarek from his ECM uh, album, Visible World, and here is The Survivor.
Jan Garbarek with The Survivor. And that also featured Rainer Bruninghaus on piano. And I know I'm going to butcher a lot of these names, or I'm going to try not to. But that was Jan Garbarek on the saxophone, Rainer Bruninghaus on the piano, Eberhard Weber on the bass, and Manu Cachet on the drums. And that's on the ECM album, Visible World, from 1996. And every time I hear that... uh, I just think that it sounds like this epic movie theme, you know. And, you know, epic is a word that's just overly used today, but it's meant to conjure images that are over the top, very production, very movie-like, you know, and that's what that tune sounds like. And it's funny because that tune is actually was composed by Jan Garbarek uh, to be featured in a film called Trollsin. That's T-R-O-L-L-S-Y-N. Trollsin. And it depicts an old legend of a little girl who miraculously survives the Black Death in the 14th century. So, this is this heroic theme that Jan Garbarek wrote. It's just a cool piece. If you dig it, check out the album Visible World on ECM. Jan Garbarek. Up next... Two of my absolute favorite musicians who I've had the lovely, lovely fortune and blessing of meeting. And I'll talk more about that after the piece. This is Marcus Printup and Marcus Roberts with Eminem.
Marcus Prenup on the trumpet, Marcus Roberts on the piano from Marcus Prenup's Blue Note album, Unveiled. And I didn't even plan this, but here's another gem from 1996. There you go. This is a really great album. Uh, it's got a couple of standards on here, like Yes or No by Wayne Shorter, um, Dig by Miles Davis, uh, the traditional tune Amazing Grace. But every other tune that besides those are originals from Marcus Printup, and they are just killer tunes, you know. Uh, but I just love the old-timey swing of that, you know, between Marcus Roberts and Marcus Printup. But let me say who all else is on this album, because I think that's duly important. Jason Marsalis of the Marsalis family is on the drums. Ruben Rogers is on the bass. Of course, Marcus Roberts is on piano. Marcus Printup is on the trumpet. But Stephen Riley, who is starting to really kind of come onto his own with a bunch of releases on Steeplechase, is uh, actually recorded here. And he was 19. He was 19 years old when he recorded on this album with Marcus Printup. And he's got this beautiful airy tone, you know. But we're going to get to some of that in some other episodes, don't you worry. But that was Eminem by Marcus Printup off of his album Unveiled. If you dig that, check it out. Um, as I mentioned before, I was going to mention that uh, I, I've had the good fortune and, and blessing of, of meeting both of the Marcuses. Um, I met Marcus Printup at the uh, Pensacola Jazz Festival in 1995. Yeah, I think it was 1995. Um, I went to the Pensacola Jazz Fest, and that's a great festival. And Ken Poplowski was playing there, and Ray Anderson was playing. And uh, Anyway, I saw Marcus Printup, and I'd heard a lot of his stuff. And I'm, I just, you know, you never know what musicians' personalities are going to be like, you know. So I went up, and I introduced myself, and I said, you know, I'm a big fan. You know, I appreciate everything you've done musically. You know, just keep on keep on swinging, keep on doing what you're doing, you know, and he was really humble, and he was such a great guy, and he talked to me for about 10 minutes, he's super cool, we just talked about music, you know, we just talked about the state of jazz in 1995, you know, and um, all the cool things that he was listening to, and it was great, and then for Marcus Roberts, 
And that was an even more special uh, occasion. I was actually in high school, and uh, Marcus Roberts came to do a special clinic at our high school. And I was, you know, I was known as kind of like Mr. Jazz, you know, because Dr. Jazz was Mr. Jazz in high school, but now I'm Dr. Jazz, so there you go. But um, Marcus came in just cool as cool as cat, you know, and um, he played a couple of tunes. Was and of course our little jazz combo had worked up milestones, you know, the 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 modal jazz milestones, not the the bebop one. And of course, you know, I, I'd study my ass off learning the Cannonball Adderley opening, you know, to his solo being an alto sax player. You know, I'd learn that da 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 sort of thing. And uh, Marcus Roberts came in and he said, uh, "Yeah, no, let me let me let me sit down at the piano here. Let me play with you guys." He goes, "Let's hit it again." So he counted us off, and then we started playing. And and then of course, you know, everybody who was in that entire clinic shifts their eyes to me. You know, like you're gonna go first. You're gonna you're gonna solo first with Marcus Roberts, and I'm like, oh shit, you know. So, you know, no pressure, right? So I do my little thing. I do my cannonball thing. Da 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 da. And then I just started kind of going in my own direction, and I learned one of the most valuable lessons about having a great piano player that day, even in high school, because it's that same story that you hear about. Herbie Hancock and Miles, and I'm not trying to compare myself and Marcus Roberts to Herbie Hancock and Miles Davis. I'm not. Let me just say that right now. But I learned that exact same lesson in that no matter what note I chose, Marcus Roberts was a good enough piano player and had the sensibilities, harmonically speaking, that he could make it fit no matter what. And it gave me a constant harmonic springboard to keep on developing and keep on searching and that's that's an awesome lesson because I felt like I could just solo for hours I had I had to pull in the reins you know after like three rides because this is like okay nobody just wants to hear me and Marcus Roberts go at it you know forever and ever and ever but it was such a growing moment and I I, you know I, I doubt he'll ever hear this podcast but I I'm so grateful for him, and 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 I talked to him, and I and I said, "How did you do that?" And you know, he's just like, "Well, you got to know all the harmonic sensibilities of what's going on and how to make it work." You know, there are no wrong notes. So, and it, it just opened my 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 mind and my ears to a floodgate of possibilities. So, I am forever, forever in debt to Mr. Roberts for that that musical lesson. And he's a, a gorgeous human being and, and a gorgeous player. And, you know, he's, he's, he's as hip as they come. So thank you, Mr. Roberts. Okay, with that story, we're going to move on to our next piece, which is one of my other favorite duets. And this is not from 1996. I can promise you that. This is Gary Burton and Keith Jarrett off of their album, Gary Burton and Keith Jarrett with Moonchild as the intro tune into In Your Quiet Place.
All right, Gary Burton on the vibraphone, Keith Jarrett on the piano, Sam Brown guitar, Steve Swallow on the bass, and Bill Goodwin on the drums. This is Moonchild and In Your Quiet Place, both tunes as a medley, both written by Keith Jarrett as well. If I remember correct, I think the story is that Keith was just kind of hanging out in Paris uh, because like his car broke down or something like that, and he just wrote these great tunes. You know, it, it, it's just it's amazing. You know, The Raven, Grow Your Own, Moonchild in Your Quiet Place, Fortune Smiles. I mean, four of the five tunes uh, that's on this album were written by Keith Jarrett. The other, Como in Vietnam, was written by Steve Swallow, who's another great, great, great composer. And Gary Burton's no slouch either. So when you've got Gary Burton and Steve Swallow, and they're great you know, writers and arrangers in their own right, and you come in and you're writing for the five pieces, that lets you know how they feel about your music. You know, I, I, I'm still a big proponent that I think that, and I love, love, love Keith Jarrett's take on standards with his trio, you know, uh, with Steve Swall, I'm sorry, not Steve Swall, Gary Peacock on bass and Jack DeJanette on drums. And I'm lucky enough to see that trio too, but I, I so wish that he would write more of these tunes that are just classic tunes, like... Moonchild and In Your Quiet Place that you just heard. Uh, so, let's give this uh, a little bit of, of chronology. This album was actually recorded on July 23rd, 1970 and was issued in February of 71. So, to give you a little bit of um, kind of chronology... Bitches Brew came out about 1969-1970 and this was being you know recorded and released about a year later. So that's kind of crazy, you know. Then of course, you know, Keith played with Miles later on too. So there you go. Um yeah, Keith Burton, I'm sorry, Keith Jarrett and Gary Burton, just fantastic musicians and I love 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 this album. This is some of the greatest kind of stuff from the time. Well, up next, we have David Murray. He is one of my favorite new, new-ish composers. And this is from 1988, January of 88. It was recorded in New York off David Murray's album Ballads. And it's David Murray on the tenor saxophone, Dave Burrell on the piano, Fred Hopkins on the bass, Ralph Peterson Jr. on the drums, this is one of my absolute favorite compositions, but this one is by Dave Burrell, and this is called Valley Talk.
Yes, 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 yes. The Dave Burrell composition, Valley Talk, by David Murray, off of his album, Ballads. David Murray, definitely an unsung hero. I tell you what, I love David Murray's albums. Just, he he is a force, a force in jazz, and... Uh, he's still kicking. He's still got tons of great stuff that he's doing. He's working with recently Tyrion Carrington, I think, on an album. And then before that, I think he was working with the singer Macy Gray. So don't don't a- underestimate David Gray. I'm, I'm sorry, David Murray, because, you know, he was sitting there and uh, he's even done albums that were um, 
dedicated to you know the Grateful Dead. He's done albums with um, you know just uh, all sorts of stuff. I mean, just check out David Murray. I'm not going to go into it all, but he's very very worth it. Trust me, he is a force. Up next, we have one of the most beautiful, beautiful ballads ever written. And it's been recorded uh, a couple of times, but this is one of my absolute, absolute favorite versions of this ballad. The ballad is called Saturn's Child and has nothing to do with Sun Ra or anything like that. It's just called Saturn's Child. And it's a tune that was written by the, um, the vibraphonist, Joe Locke, and... Him and Frank Kimbrough have a great version of this too, but Saturn's Child uh, is written by Joe Locke, the vibraphonist, and there is this version, and this is the first version I've ever heard of it when I was, you know, just checking out new music, and I, I love this, and it's still one of my absolute favorites, and it is Bill Douglas on the bass, Daryl Grant on the piano, and Dimitri Matheny. Not Matheny, like Pat Matheny, but Matheny, M-A-T-H-E-N-Y. And this is from Dimitri Matheny's album, Starlight Cafe, and it's just full of beautiful songs, but here is Dimitri Matheny with Saturn's Child. Enjoy.
Dimitri Metheny, Daryl Grant, Bill Douglas, Saturn's Child, off of Dimitri Metheny's album, Starlight Cafe. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. And it's on the Monarch Records label from 1998. A lot of people don't know about Dimitri Metheny, but I tell you what, there is a handful of just beautiful gems on this. I'm looking through it and I'm remembering there's Stardust, which is just absolutely gorgeous. Corcovado, uh, When You Wish Upon a Star, Saturn's Child, and some great originals too, you know, with tunes like Whisper Muse. I mean, how could you go wrong? So, Dimitri Metheny, check that stuff out. You won't be sorry, guaranteed. All right, up next, a little different uh, change of pace. I'm just gonna let. I'm just gonna play it, and then we'll talk about it later. Here is "Little One, I'll Miss You."
Little one, I'll miss you. With none other than Cassandra Wilson on the vocals. But that's not the surprising part. It's a tune that was written by Bunky Green and the infamous Abby Lincoln. The powerful songstress, Abby Lincoln. So here's a song by Abby Lincoln and Bunky Green with Cassandra Wilson on vocals. But the backing band is none other than Steve Coleman and the Five Elements from their album On the Edge of Tomorrow with Steve Coleman on the alto saxophone, Graham Haynes on the trumpet, Jerry Allen on the synthesizer, who recently passed away, Kelvin Bell on the electric guitar, Kevin Bruce Harris on the electric bass, Marvin Smitty Smith on the percussion and drums, and Mark Johnson on drums and percussion so and that is um, that's a beautiful 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 tune and they do it very very well and um, that's again on Steve Coleman and the Five Elements' album On the Edge of Tomorrow circa 1986 and I remember when I got this album I was um, down in New Orleans with a girlfriend and we went to go hear Lee Konitz, live at Snug Harbor, playing with uh, Jason Marsalis and a guitar player, actually. Just playing beautiful standards, and uh, this is back when there was a Virgin Megastore down in New Orleans, and I just, the whole second floor was just all jazz, just rows and rows and rows and rows of jazz, and I'd heard about this Steve Coleman guy. You know, because I'm an alto sax guy, right? And I just heard Lee Conant. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to hit the full gamut here, you know? And I'd heard about the Steve Coleman guy, but I didn't have anything by him. And this whole album just blew me away. And just, this is also one of the very first times I'd ever heard Cassandra Wilson and that husky vocal. I mean, she's like, vocal-wise, she's like the Lauren McCall of jazz. She's just so sexy, you know? And of course, you know, my girlfriend was tapping her foot going, can we go, can we go, can we go? (laughs) They just don't understand sometimes, man. They just don't dig it, you know. But I grabbed it and I said, well, rather than, you know, read into it and second guess myself, I'm just going to grab this and we'll see. And it turned out to be one of my favorite Steve Coleman releases. So I love it. Um, We're going to talk later in a different episode about 
Steve Coleman and the whole M Base crew, and I think that deserves an episode all unto itself. So, yeah, there you go. But this is was on the JMT label, but it was reproduced by Winner and Winner in 2001. So Steve Coleman and the Five Elements on the Edge of Tomorrow with Little One, I Will Miss You. All right, up next, we're going to keep things a little odd but beautiful. The one, the only, the high priest of Bop himself, Thelonious Monk.
That is the great Thelonious Monk off his album Crisscross with Panonica. And that was recorded March 29, 1963 with, of course, Thelonious Monk on the piano, Charlie Rouse on the tenor saxophone, Frankie Dunlop on the drums, and John Orr on the bass. Now, let's put a couple of things into perspective. This track was recorded March 29th, 1963. Kennedy was still alive. Kennedy was still president. There was this whole time of hope, this whole era of just anything is possible. And this was released probably during one of the heights of Thelonious Monk's career. So, let's put all that in perspective. And... He knew that this was going to be released, and I mean, he knew that he was getting more and more popular. And in 1964, he'd actually would grace the cover of Time magazine. But he actually decided to write this tune and and dedicate it to Panonica de Koningsvarder, the jazz baroness, if you will. She's the same Panonica that goes by Nika. She's the same Nika that Charlie Parker died in her apartment in 1954. And it's the same Nika that if she wouldn't have taken Charlie Parker in, then unfortunately Bird would have probably died penniless on the street. And they would have gotten his age wrong too. That's another story. Because when the coroner came in, he had estimated Charlie Parker's body at 60 years old. And she's the one who quickly informed him that he was only 34 when he passed away. So... And it's the same Nika from Horace Silver's Nika's Dream. It's the same Nika from Gigi Grice's Nika's Tempo. And Thelonious Monk and her shared a very, very special connection. And Thelonious Monk's wife, Nellie, knew that Panonica cared for, for Monk. And when he kind of... You know, went into seclusion during the latter part of his career. You know, it was her that he kind of stayed with in New Jersey. But I also want to make a a point that, you know, this jazz baroness, Panonica de Koningsvarder, was such a cool cat. You know, she really was. Um, Recently, and there's not a lot known about her, really, except that she was a Rothschild, that she was a spy for, you know, the good guys in World War II, and she came from a whole host of money. It's rumored that the name Panonica, as odd as that name is, actually means butterfly, because I believe her father was a butterfly collector. But, um... Her daughter, her granddaughter, um, actually came out with this book called Three Wishes. And this is such a cool book. If you're listening to this podcast and you love jazz music, you need to check this book out. Go to your library, go to Amazon, whatever your method is. Check it out. It's a book called Three Wishes. And the forewords... The foreword is by Gary Giddens, the wonderful jazz writer. And it's actually compiled and photographed by Panonica de Koningsvarder. And the introduction is by Nadine de Koningsvarder. And 
the cool part about it is it's called Three Wishes, an Intimate Look at Jazz Greats. And she would always invite musicians over, you know, give them food, drink, money, whatever they needed, you know what I mean, uh, within reason. And they, uh, there are just some fabulous photos in this book. And she, she asked only one thing in return. She said, I want you to take this little index card and I want you to just fill out what your three wishes would be. If you could have anything, what would your three wishes be? And it's just fascinating uh, to look inside the mind of what some of these musicians, you know, wished for. So uh, it's just, I mean, and there's hundreds, hundreds of fantastic and famous musicians. Um, Not all of them got to three, but most of them did. And it's just, it's wonderful. So, for instance, John Coltrane, one of his wishes is immunity from sickness or ill health. And of course, you know, Coltrane passed at 40, so... That's interesting to look at now. Ornette Coleman says, eternal life, love, and happiness. Those are his three wishes. And that's very, that's very much like Ornette. He was a very beautiful person. So I'm not going to sit here and read the entire book to you, but it's well worth checking out, and I definitely think that you should check it out. So that was, and that all goes back to what we just heard, which is a track Panonica by Thelonious Monk off his album Crisscross. So I'm going to stop talking now and let's get to some groovy music. Here is Dave Douglas with Play It Mama.
Dave Douglas on the trumpet, James Genus on the bass, the upright bass, as a matter of fact. Usually we hear him on electric, but that was on upright. And none other than Joey Barron on the drums. That was Play It Mama by Mary Lou Williams off Dave Douglas's album Soul on Soul, which is his tribute album to the great pianist Mary Lou Williams. That's such a groovy track. That's the first track that just hooked me in. And God, that's a great, this whole album is fantastic. And it, he plays like uh, not only Mary Lou Williams tunes, but pieces that he wrote that were inspired by her pieces. And he, he does that with a couple of artists. He did that with Wayne Shorter too on his album Stargazer. It's a very cool modern approach to a tribute album rather than just play a whole laundry list of their songs you know or just do your own arrangements of their songs it's dave douglas is such a great composer that he says well i had nothing but mary lou williams in mind when i wrote this and so i'm going to put this on my mary lou williams tribute album and then this song is in the same fashion which is just really hip so, yeah. And there's a lot of great artists that are featured on this album on top of that. Chris Speed uh, on clarinet and tenor saxophone on some tracks. Yuri Kane on piano. Uh, Joshua Roseman on the trombone. Of course, we mentioned James Genus, James Genus on the bass. Jerry, Joey Barron on the drums. And, of course, Dave Douglas on the trumpet. So, hope you enjoyed that. That's Play It Mama off Soul on Soul by Dave Douglas. All right, we got uh, two more. I'm just going in 12s because everything's in 12, you know, 12 hours, 12 months, etc. So uh, here is one of my absolute favorite versions. I know in some past podcasts I've played you some Coleman Hawkins because he is the father of this song, but I cannot get how o- I cannot get over how beautiful this version is. And I, I, there was a point in time that I learned the entire solo. So here is Stan Getz. From his album Stan Gets Plays with Body and Soul. Thank you. 
gets body and soul off the verve album stan gets plays i know that you probably if you don't already have this you probably just glanced over like stan gets plays. well yeah of course you can play so what no this album is just fantastic 1953 it's stan gets and of course on the tenor saxophone jimmy rainey on the guitar on that track the fabulous jimmy rainey duke jordan on the piano, Bill Crow on bass, and Frank Isola on the drums. And then the other half of the album, well, you know, at least four or five tracks, is uh, Sting Gets with Jimmy Rolls, Max Roach, and Bob Whitlock. So, I mean, Max Roach and Sting Gets, how can you go wrong, right? That is just, that is such a great standard, body and soul, but on top of that it's just it's so different than Coleman Hawkins but yet so lyrical just like Coleman Hawkins ah it's just when he hits those quarter notes and just this all these extensions of the chord it's just it's magic it's just beauty you know (sighs) all right well we've got one last tune here and uh this is by the great John Abercrombie, who recently passed away. And uh, it's John Abercrombie's Ether Reggae. This is one of my favorite tunes by him. This is probably the tune that really lured me into the world and the compositions of John Abercrombie. So, and he's, he's so special to the world of jazz music. His, his tone... His, his compositions, his approach to life. And this, this CD was actually um, given to me by my, my, my first real jazz teacher who passed away as well um, about 10 years ago, I guess. Close to that now. And uh, Dr. Chris Culver. And... Uh, he, he would just let me borrow CDs over the weekend and, and just check them out. And 
I, I fell in love with this CD because it has Jan Hammer on the keyboards and Jack DeJanette on the drums, but mainly because Michael Brecker is a tenor saxophonist all throughout the album, and it's just, it's a killing album. It's on ECM, um, yeah, and it's called Night. The whole album is John Abercrombie's Night, and it's just, it's a, just a fantastic album. So, somewhere out there in the universe, thank you, Chris, and... You know, God bless you, John Abercrombie, for all the wonderful music that you gave us, and I hope you enjoy this one. Here is Ethereggae.
Ah, John Abercrombie. Off of his ECM album, Night, from 1984, with Jan Hammer on the keyboards, Jack Dijonet on the drums, and, of course, the incomparable Michael Brecker on the tenor saxophone. I just love that, that solo by Brecker, too. I mean, that is... I know it sounds crazy, but that is one of my favorite Michael Brecker solos. It's just so lyrical and the rhythmic displacement of it, and it's it's very succinct. I mean, it's not one of those you know drawn out like ten minute solos. He doesn't just have to say a lot. I mean, it's just what little he says. The timing of it is perfect, and the note choices and the the style is just that's what makes Brecker a wizard. So. Anyway, I hope you sincerely enjoyed it, as well as the other selections off of some of my favorite records here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And don't forget to check out the website. You know, that's D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast, Dr. Jazz Podcast dot WordPress dot com. So uh, check out the website and uh, check out some of the album covers and hopefully you enjoyed it and you'll check out and support this music and go buy some and download some and you know iTunes it and everything else so uh, until next time ashes to ashes dust to dust y'all be good now cause in jazz we trust I went down to St. James in Paris.